the way we move ourselves, the way we feed ourselves, the way we produce things, the way we construct things, but also the way we power things will have massive impact for all of us, big ecosystems which need to transform. From PwC, this is Up Next for Your Private Business, the video podcast series that brings together professionals from around Europe, Middle East and Africa to uncover how private business leaders, governance and policymakers can work together to build an enabling environment for private businesses to flourish and grow. I'm Peter English, Global Family Businesses and EMEA Entrepreneurial and Private Business Leader, partner in Germany. PwC's Private Business Attractiveness Index reveals that contrary to popular belief, creating an enabling environment for private businesses comes down to more than just low taxation. Environmental, social and governmental factors play an increasingly important role in determining a country's business attractiveness. But ESG is a complicated and impactful term with extensive implications around all facets of business. So what should private businesses focus on and how should that focus change in the future? To talk about that and much more, I have the pleasure to talk with Renate de Lange today. Renate is PwC's Global Sustainability Markets and Metaverse Leader and EMEA Sustainability Leader from PwC in the Netherlands. Welcome, Renate. Thank you, uh, Peter. Grace for having me. Thank you for being with us. So ESG is a wide-ranging term with implications across all different layers of business operations. What do you believe are the most pressing issues on ESG-facing private businesses today? And how do you think they should prioritize addressing them? It's a good question. And I think where you started is wide-ranging. And I think the most pressing issues of today are basically climate change, the loss of biodiversity, but also inequality. And how to prioritize, to be honest, that will really differ per industry, per territory, but also per company or per organization. So it's really important for private business to understand which topics are most material for your business, given in which part of the world you are active, in which industry, etc. And to understand which topics are most material, it's good to understand which topics have most impact on your organization. For example, if you think of climate change. How is climate change, for example, impacting your premises? So one of the things we have done ourselves is to try to understand how climate change is affecting our offices across the world. Also to understand what it means for the people over working over there, but also clients active in those regions. So really try to get a better view on how your business is going to be impacted by those effects. Another good example is, I think, when you look at your supply chain and the resources you need, Uh, are they still available within five years? And if not, what does it mean for your product portfolio or how you're going to produce things? That's one side, okay? The other side is how, what kind of impact do you make yourself? And I think a good example is how much do you admit? What is your carbon emission? And then also it's interesting if you look at decarbonization, we know that when you look at your supply chain, 80% of your carbon emissions is within 20% of your purchases. So it's really good to understand where that exactly is. And then again, looking at our own situation, our biggest dilemma is mobility. So yes, we do a lot of things, but our biggest effort goes to how do we come to a more sustainable mobility effort and travel more sustainable. At the same time, currently we see in the market most clients focusing on decarbonization, to be honest, in this early stage, perhaps still. 
So super interesting, Renat, and I think it's a point well taken that private businesses should think across the entire value chain and then start to prioritize. Nevertheless, so when you talked about the importance of addressing the carbon footprint and climate change, nevertheless, we see quite often in the discussions with clients how to balance the need for change and innovation, but also on the other hand, to stay profitable with the business. So is this a contradiction, profit and purpose, or is there a way to turn it into a competitive advantage? Well, I'm a strong believer that it's uh, not uh, all, all, but it's basically and and. So I believe if you do not build a sustainable business, it will not be profitable in the long term. So it's really good to understand how you're going to preserve the long-term value basically of your company. And that reflects back to the question we had before, is how is your business model going to be impacted? And how can you really, when you go to innovate, understand how that market is changing? because that will direct innovation in a profitable and sustainable way. And then I think if you look a little bit forward, we will see we have five critical domains which will be really impacted. So the way we move ourselves, the way we feed ourselves, the way we produce things, the way we construct things, but also the way we power things will have massive impact for all of us. Big ecosystems we need to transform. All organizations are part of one of those ecosystems, perhaps even more. And to understand where you are, how that value chain is going to be impacted and what it means for your innovation to basically innovate towards that system change. Yeah, that puts you perhaps even not only in a profitable situation, but ahead of the market. And then it comes back to really understand the impact of the environment on your organization. No, super interesting. And I also believe that the focusing on ESG goals, especially on decarbonization and other elements, can really become a competitive advantage for private businesses. Nevertheless, technology obviously plays a crucial part in the bigger puzzle. And I'm always wondering whether private businesses should or could lead on innovation in technology and putting new technologies to life, or whether they're better put themselves in a follow-up position and let others, big corporates, testing technology in the first end. What is your take on this? What would be your recommendation knowing private businesses so well? Well, that's an interesting question. And we did some research a few years ago on the innovation power of private businesses. And although it might be less structured than in the corporate environment, private businesses are quite entrepreneurial, quite agile, and quite innovative, but it's less spelled out perhaps than within big corporates with research departments, et cetera, et cetera. At the same time, we also see that so many businesses and other private businesses are perhaps more focused on product innovation and process innovation than to be really disruptive. So that might answer the question. I'm not sure whether they are the front runners when it comes to the real disruptive technologies themselves, but I think they're much more entrepreneurial. So if they are part of an ecosystem where scale-ups and startups are also part of that ecosystem, I think they're perfectly positioned to align with them and see how they can use their innovation power to really move again ahead of the market. Within a private business, it's much more easy to invest in a scale-up than when you're in a corporate environment. Take that opportunity and really try to move ahead of the rest. Yeah, in this context, private businesses typically have a longer strategic outlook than public companies, benefiting from a more centralized mandate, decision-making power by the owners, less frequent changes in the leadership. 
So what kind of opportunities, but also challenges does that offer to private businesses when tackling this long-term change such as energy transition and climate change? Because there might be a certain risk that the existing leadership team is a little bit caught in the conventional wisdom how to run the business, has a very conservative board composition as well. So what are the opportunities and risks by implementing new technologies and strategies? Yeah, I think it's spot on. Eh? If you say on the one hand, it's more consistent uh, leadership, it's more long-term vision at the same time, sometimes perhaps a bit conservative and uh, how to balance that out. What I think in principle, uh, if you look at, for example, the decarbonization where we had towards 2030, that is still 6.5 years ago. For a lot of us, that's still another lifetime. Eh? Uh, there's at least one or two out of board terms. For family-owned companies or other private businesses, that's really just tomorrow. So uh, they're more capable to make that long-term decision and bring it to the short term. At the same time, it's also a trade-off between short-term results and long-term profits. There as well, I think private businesses are more positioned to trade and weight those two interests better. So really see that you need to invest short-term to get that long-term value creation part, basically. On the other hand, yep. and it comes back, especially in the generation or transition phase, that you see that they need to move perhaps a bit faster sometimes than they do today. And it depends on their investor and their owners. But I think owners play an important role, whether it's the next generation, whether it's private equity, both need a, a real play role to put the bar a bit higher also for management, I think, also for this group of companies. Yeah. Well, super interesting. Another nature of a family businesses or private businesses that they are much more secretive than public companies, so they are not very transparent, yeah, typically. How do you see the increasing demand for ESG transparency, the non-financial reporting and alike now with the new CSRD regulations coming from the, at least for the bigger private businesses from the European Union? And what are some of the challenges that the private businesses have to face in complying with the new regulating standards, but also becoming more transparent. What do you think? So what is your take? What is your experience? Yeah, I think also that is very valid. I think they were quite secretive at the same time. I think, especially when it comes to non-financial information, that's not longer possible. You need to tell your story on what your progress is and what your impact is. So financial institutions will ask you to disclose your clients will ask you to disclose. Your employees will ask you to disclose. But let's try to turn it a little bit the other way around. If you see it as an opportunity, if you see that a lot of private businesses are investing and moving ahead on sustainability, but perhaps do not perceive it as such. I think they're much more far ahead than they realize, but it's just business as usual, responding to questions of customers. And I think Telling your story in a fact-based way, building on those data you need to collect for reporting purposes will also put you in a competitive position. And if you don't, you need to realize that the big corporates need to disclose, so they will need your data in order to give them disclosure. And if you don't disclose those figures, you basically get pushed out of that supply chain. So there's no choice, but really see it as an opportunity to tell your story in a fact-based way and also, again put you ahead of the competitors if you have already moved along that journey. And I think a lot of them have moved along that journey. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can see that this is inevitable and this is really coming and happening. So very interesting that you are saying there will be a part of the supply chain. They will have different customers demanding that it's not just government and regulators requesting more transparency and information. So what I'm wondering is collecting financial information is something that everybody is used to being in business, but collecting non-financial information according to new standards may require an extra effort. It can be an opportunity to understand your value chain, coming back to your previous statement. So to analyze also and to identify cost drivers and so on. But how to collect the information, how to put them into the reporting systems of your company, how to gather, collect, make them auditable and then disclose them to the outside world requires obviously an extra effort. So what is, based on your experience, a good first step to get into this because I'm pretty confident private businesses cannot tackle everything at the same time. How to bring things in the right order to be ready for non-financial reporting and CSRD in one or two years' time from now, taking into consideration that they typically don't have extra personnel to take care of it. Any view on that? How to get ready for the transformation of reporting? Again, a good question. I think it's perhaps one of the biggest challenges for a lot of organization companies and especially, I think, for private businesses. If you think that we have collected financial information for over 100 years and we are still having some difficulties sometimes to get that right, imagine what this means for collecting non-financial information where we have basically hardly no experiences. So it's really good to understand to start somewhere. And I think it's good to understand what do I need to collect do I have a beginning of an understanding where I am today and just start moving ahead? And to give you a bit of an idea, I think some of the front runners in the market, and it's not even in the private business, but in the corporate environment who try to understand where they are on the journey, they're capable of collecting, say, in an optimistic way, 25% of the data they need to close on the 1st of January, what is it, 2025. So that says something on the way they need to do in the coming five months to get system ready. That says a lot on the rest of the market. So it will be a huge challenge, but just start. Start to understand what you already have in place. Try also to work with others to see how others have moved on this journey. Don't try to fix all, but focus on the most important and the most material topics to get that right and start from there, I think. And that comes back again which drivers are the most relevant to show the progress I make, to show that I understand the risks of my organization, but that I also understand where I can have the most positive impact. So really understand what the impact is of climate, of inequality on my organization and the impact you make as an organization. Start over there and move from there, I think. And use technology, yeah? It's too much to collect by hand. Excellent. Thank you so much for this answer to my last question here, Renata. I think it has been very fascinating, the dialogue with you. My take is here, there's a big challenge lying ahead. This is a huge opportunity also for private businesses. Focus on the right things, get the journey started. Focus on building your competitive advantage in the market, use technology, and then this will become not only a burden, but the opposite it will become a big opportunity for your private business organization to get to the next level. Thank you so much, Renate. Good luck and all the best for you and your team bringing this to life. 
It was truly fascinating. Thank you. Thank you also for your time. To everyone watching or listening, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast. We will release an episode each month. I hope to see you then. Bye. Copyright 2023, PwC. All rights reserved. PwC refers to the PwC network and or one or more of its member firms, each of which is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com forward slash structure for further details. This content is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.